I have started watching what I think is the worst successful TV show on television currently. Is it Stranger Things? No. That's on <laughs> Netflix. And I will attempt to watch more of that show because it's important to pop culture and I have to know about those types of things. <laughs> I hate I, that show so I say, much. I could, the thing is, is I watched the... I don't want to completely derail you, but like saying my piece on it is that as a huge horror fan, watching that show is like, this is just some of the pieces of other better Oh no, movies. as a fan of even shit like The X-Files and Supernatural, yeah. that's, it's, it's... It's just something that every yeah. that geek culture has loved and suddenly has gotten mainstream attention is all that show's getting It's going the for Big it. Bang Theory of horror shows. It's not offensive enough for me to get angry about it, but it's too gen it's like if someone that was had a great like a way of describing that. It's like someone stole Guillermo del Toro's reject ideas and then mm-hmm. lost them and then tried recalling those reject ideas and made a TV show out of them. You sum that up like perfectly. <laughs> I've got a lot of time I'm going to, to be think about how much you I, on that one. I really yeah. dislike Stranger Things, and everyone's like, "Oh, this character's so great! Oh, it's so interesting!" And I'm like, "This episode from Supernatural, this entire fucking season from X Files, this episode from Supernatural, this dream I had once, a conversation I had with a random person, another dream I had once." A thing I've said on the podcast. These are all scarier and better <laughs> horror concepts. Are we now accusing Stranger Things of ripping off the podcast? Why not? <laughs> the thing that drives you the most crazy in that show, because I'm an audio guy, is whenever you listen to things and they have the compound layering of sounds, except they do it at, like, the dumbest fucking moments. Like, in a horror movie, if, you know, Freddy Krueger's dragging his claw along, you know, a, pe- a metal pipe, you play the sound of a person screaming in there to give it this, ex- give it some extra shrill. Yeah, a little extra But something. if instead you have someone, you know, open a door and you use the same effects and try to seem all eerie and spooky when, like, it's a not frightening thing, it just gets annoying and, uh, like, it makes you so aware of their active effort to make it the scene tense and it just completely detracts from the scene. Oh yeah, no, that I I I have to watch the rest of it because it's important to pop culture. But like every time I start watching it, I just get angry and then I go watch a worse TV show that I hate less. <laughs> it's ironic how that works. <laughs> yeah, so let, the- let me go watch something shittier. It'll make me feel better. Also, it may not actually be shittier at the end of the day. <laughs> the thing I've been watching that is worse then, in my book, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the show I hate it that much right now. Mm-hmm. That show that I don't like, Stranger Things, is a show called um, Once Upon a Time. It's the ABC, totally not. We're owned by Disney, Disney and therefore, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it, it is magical <laughs> in its train wreckiness. I, I want it to be set on record, and I really would like a moment to reflect on the fact that this show is currently being dubbed by you, you're the worst. Oh, no, it's and not. And you watched my so-called life. Willingly. No, my girlfriend wanted to watch that, and I'm a good boyfriend, but I, <laughs> my so-called life, I can defend as a period piece. 
<laughs> Once upon a time, I just don't understand. Like, I, I, I don't even understand why I'm watching it still. Like, everything about the show makes me angry. Everything about, like, the characters is terrible. But it's got, like, this magical spell where it's like, how are you going to bastardize this grim fairy tale next? I need to know. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And, like, and, that- and I they, get bits and pieces about that show, but I've ne- I've never seen it, and I've only heard about it in passing. I'm like, this seems like, or what was it, the woodsman or the huntsman in the forest, or whatever it's called, the the Angelina Jolie movie that was like, you tried to make it gritty almost, and you just made everything about it wrong. Well, so that's the best part because like this show is presented as like it's a dark, edgy version of Disney. People bone and shit. But we're on ABC, so the most innocuous thing we'll have them doing is like kind of passionately, not interestedly, making out in the hallway. Yeah, that's <laughs> scandalous, right? <laughs> right? We'll have someone who's actually secretly Snow White sleeping with someone else's husband. Okay. But never actually show any details of that. Okay. You know what you'd be better off doing? I mean, other than anything. Yeah. I, but <laughs> one specific thing. Watching Sone by Rammstein on just loop. No, but that's good. That's the issue. I, I know. That's you why need, it would be better. <laughs> you need bad to edit podcasts and videos, too. Like, you need something you can look up and go, oh, that happened again on this TV show. Didn't that happen last season and the season before that and the season before that? Hell, this happens, like, once an episode, as best I can tell. Like, <laughs> I thought they were scraping the barrel, but apparently they're just serving me the wood chips from the, bu- <laughs> from the base of it. And that's the best part. Is it starts off as, like, grim fairy tales, but it's now, like, evolved, like, fucking hate from Hercules, not Greek myth. Hercules, the Disney animated movie, is showing up, and it's like, well, how do you know he's Hades? He's got blue flame hair. <laughs> Although, or do they have any of the good characters like Phil from Hercules? That's just the no! stammering, blubbering. <laughs> no, no, Danny DeVito. No, Danny they DeVito. The best part. Fuck. Captain Hook is in this, and he starts off like, I'm going to murder people with my hook, and then he's like this whipped boyfriend-ass guy a season later, and you're sitting there going like, okay, where are you going with this? Oh, Peter Pan, secretly a demon. Okay, where are you going with this? Oh, you beat Peter Pan by putting a fucking bracelet on him! (laughs) It stops his magic. The only way could be improved, it was a 90s period piece. It was one of those stupid fucking snapback bracelets. You joke, and, but that's kind of what it is. Life. It's kind of what it is. I would say the My So-Called Life uh, full circle. Again, My <laughs> So-Called Life I can defend as a period piece. A shitty period piece that I'm sure in the time and place is a better show. I'm in the time and place for this show. And... I think it's because there's no TV to watch that's new, really. The TV's not back for the year, so it's like, eh, let's that's see how this South bottoms Park out. South tonight. That's the, like, closest thing. What happens tonight? South Park. That's last night. Was it? Wednesday. No. It's oh, already well, up. South Park's back. I already watched it. I haven't. It's... I haven't seen the last season. I need to get caught up. I may stop watching South Park. Mm-hmm. They've that's be- unfortunate. They've become too self-aware. Unlike Once Upon a Time, that could use some self-awareness. 
<laughs> or just some awareness. <laughs> I. There's a season where they're fucking stumbling through a jungle the entire time. It's obviously, hey, we went over budget last season. We should cut back some. Cut it. Cut it back a little bit. Daddy ABC says we need to tighten the belt. <laughs> oh, that's awful. Yeah. I and I can't stop watching it because I need to know. I need to know how they're gonna bastardize something I might actually kind of like next. Like I'm just waiting for the headless horseman to show up and be like a good guy. <laughs> I'm the Headless Horseman cuz Halloween episode. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast. Episode 29, fuckers. That's terrifying to think about. As always, I'm Charlie. I'm joined by our East Coast head of whatever the hell he actually does there, Jeff or Unvader Gur. Yep, um, I am the East Coast guy. I do the music sometimes, and uh, apparently the outro I wrote was the uh, actually guy used at the end of the last podcast. Yeah, I updated I it. Actually, sat down, listened to it. So I updated it. So hopefully, people enjoyed that. Did you uh, catch the part where I fed in during your talking section too? I I did notice that. Yes, I, just, I was like, man, this is going long. Thank uh, God I extended that track. Oh, uh, that was. Uh, <laughs> Every part of me was like, nope, that, no, 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 don't do this, don't do this. Eh, it's a stupid joke, and I enjoy making stupid jokes. Fuck it. Oh, no, it was not? absolutely worthwhile. I greatly enjoyed that. Yeah, so what have you been up to, man? Me? I have been mostly working on getting closer and closer to finishing the illustrious guitar I keep talking about off screen. And uh, no one else can see it, but I got to show you I have actually taken pieces of wood and form together an instrument it is indeed a guitar yep um it is black with silver highlights kind of and you can see the quilted maple through it but i will not talk too much about a visual thing um but that probably ate up the most of that of my week um i played league of legends for the first time in like two weeks and it was halfway between like god tier and bambi on ice because I had, like, one or two plays that was like, oh, yeah, I'm back in the swing of things. And, like, was catching people by, like, one pixel and making, like, these god-tier things. Then I was, like, losing my champion in team fights. Like, oh, right, this is difficult. Shit. <laughs> and, like, missing skill shots wildly. Oh, it was friggin' hilarious. So, like, oh, yep, square one. I'm back to being a noob. <laughs> I kind of want to know if I was to go back and play that game after not having touched it for, what, like, three years now? what that train wreck would be like. How do you play this again? Yeah, what do these buttons do? Are the items the same? Nope. They fucked with them. <laughs> items, um, right. Like, I used items. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did that, and then I played a bunch of Overwatch, and I finally got to play on the new map because I've been lazy. Um, and? Uh, it was actually really fun. I actually really liked the castle map. Um... I managed to go, or one night I managed to play like six games and get like three play of the game, so I was pretty happy with my performance. Nice, that's who? Um, one says Tracer, one says Farah, and one says probably another damage dealer. Sure. I'm very fortunate that I play in a friend group that's like, yeah, I like playing healers and tanks, and I'm like, really? No one wants the DPSers? 
you guys are sure? No, se- no, seriously, I really like tanks and medics. Like, okay then. Yeah. Uh, I- I'm just gonna play a shit ton of Mercy and uh, or not Mercy, a shit ton of Tracer and uh, Farah. <laughs> oh, Junkrat, that was the other one, and Junkrat. Yeah. So, I had a butt ton doing or butt ton of fun doing that. Um, and I opened up Ruby Grim Eclipse for the first time in a long time. And? Um, they changed it a lot. <laughs> in a good way or a bad way? Confusing? They, it's so hard to describe what they did, cause like, they moved so much shit around. Is it officially out of early access or beta, whatever the hell it was previously? I think it technically is. Um, I think it's rapidly approaching the, like, grim reality where, of, they're not putting much more effort into it. This is what you um, get. Deal with it. Yeah, this, there's only, like, three levels. Yep, that's all there's gonna be. But at the end of the day, like, I acknowledge, like, I bought this game because it has fucking Ruby on it, not because it's the mo- the best game ever fucking released. You should play God Eater. That's basically Ruby Grim Eclipse with a billion <laughs> levels I don't want to play. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my list of video games I need to play is so fucking long. Yeah, though, it is. That I might as well go and start playing some of the Persona games I now own. Have you played Doom yet, even? I do own it, but I have not gotten to Doom. You Getting need- to play or single-player games takes so much. That and The Witcher Three, like I'm so fucking swamped. <laughs> you need to play Doom before Game of the Year this Fair. year. I've I've made a mess of my life. <laughs> the mess known as um, League of Legends. Not even once. Yep. Hmm. Um. So I did that. Um, God, I've derailed my own train of thought. Um, I played some more Resident Evil 4 and got even further and got to the parts where it's like, oh, now I have to try a little bit as opposed to like sit back, like have my legs up on the couch, like have my head completely like rolled back so I'm only like watching the screen with one eye level, not caring. Oh, the game's still I've played through that game too many times. What? Oh, the game is still happening? Whatever. I know. Yep. Oh, they sent six of you? Alright, that's it. <laughs> um, and I finished Parasite, and I wound up looking up and discovering that apparently the Parasite I'm watching came out in 2014. Yeah. And uh, it's a new one. And the show, I will say, was interesting and it was good. And then the last episode sucks balls. Yeah. <laughs> Because they basically wind up trying to do this whole stupid fucking morality thing where they're like, humans decide who lives and who dies. Maybe we were the parasites all along. Yeah, it was the fucking trees. Fuck off, M. Night Shyamalan. Your ending's bad. (laughs) The ending tried to get too philosophical and just got way too up its own ass. (laughs) Yeah. But other than that, the show is quite enjoyable. It's based (laughs) off a super old manga, so I'm like... I'm, I'm, I'm definitely saying, like, if it's the same what I'm thinking of, he's in for a trip at the end because that manga gets, like, super fucking preachy about how humans were the evil all along. Yeah, because the humans decide that we had to kill the parasites. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I'm Don't sorry. Care. I. The parasites <laughs> were eating people. Yeah, you they, have to kill really... the parasites. Yeah, they made that gray area really black and white. It was like, maybe you should feel bad for the parasites. I don't know. They kind of eat humans' heads for breakfast and, like, mutilate corpses and kill this kid's mother in front of him, and then he got to kill his own mom. I really don't feel much sympathy for them. Yeah, it's... Maybe humans were the enemy. Yeah, I'm done with that trope. No, the alien invading parasites, those were the enemy. 
Yes, I'm pretty confident in that. And they're like, well, they were starting to figure out how to live like humans. Yeah, you introduced to that, like, with one episode to go. If you wanted me to buy into that ploy, you really needed to, like, make it more evident earlier on that they were going to be able to coexist with humans. Because they made no effort to make that, like, feasible. Or bring up the more important part that they are literally possessing humans to exist. And killing them. Yeah. Yes. They also did a lot of hand waving of like, where do parasites come from? We don't know. Yeah. Deet, delete, deet, deet, deet. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the manga says they're aliens officially, but yeah, beyond that, it's like, doesn't really matter. Yeah. Don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Yeah. I've. <laughs> yeah. So, do I, I would still recommend the show. I would just say skip the last episode. Oh, and no, honestly, it's... the show concludes pretty well. The episode beforehand. It's just, it's, it's basically, stuff, yeah. you can just skip all the preachy stuff. It's, it's basically all the preachy stuff's in the last episode, yeah. and the episode exclusively lives to be preachy. Yeah, like the transformations are pretty cool. Yeah, no, definitely. And it definitely opened up some, like, interesting design space that I would, I would be interesting in seeing, you know, not necessarily a sequel, but like something small where it's like, we introduce, more parasites, you know, an actual active... Well, they'll never do it because the parasites being an active destructive force goes against their the humans were the problem uh, policy. But, like, if you start having, like, yeah, this guy had a hand, but imagine if, you know, guy's foot is it or one person has half a brain running with these. Like, there's a lot of design space that could get really interesting with that show. The more important, I think, is the fact that if you like Parasite, you should just go play Prototype 2 because that's Parasite the video game. Oh yeah, definitely. I need to play more prototype t- as well. But there's the the ever growing fucking list of games that I need to get on. Play top prototype of, right? two. Just skip prototype one. It's prototype two is, in many ways, the best game they will ever make of that style. Okay. That that is I. That game has so many flaws. None of them are second to second gameplay. <laughs> uh, the the Holy crap, I feel like a fucking super-powered badass part of that game. Nothing has matched that. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love that feeling in video games. Yeah, that that is the only game I've ever bothered platinuming, and I got platinum by accident. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's friggin' awesome. I'm gonna need to pick up... Or, I'm gonna need to check that game out. I think I got it, but I got it for the PlayStation 3. And the problem I have is my PlayStation 4 wants me to pay $15 a month to play my PlayStation 3 games. Or yeah. to play oh, no. some I... of my PlayStation 3 games. I getcha. Yeah. And my PlayStation 3, my brother took. It's not bad that he took it. He just didn't tell me he was taking it. <laughs> uh, don't get me so... wrong. Prototype 2 has some issues. But the gameplay part of it's like, fucking yeah, they should have made a sequel. I'm not confused oh, yeah. why they didn't make a sequel. Say. So... I am definitely the type of person that can overlook a game's, like, everything else in exchange for good gameplay. Yeah, it's... I, if anything, it just makes the, like, because I love bad movies and stuff like that, it's just endearing character to me at the end of the day. Like, the dumber the plot is, the happier I'll Yeah, be. Prototype 2 is a rare realization of the promise. Like, there's so many cool ideas on Prototype 1 bogged down by limitations and shitty controls and stuff like that. Rarely do you get to see a sequel to a game 
capitalize and deliver on the promise another game made of like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if this was streamlined? And then the second game's like, we fucking streamlined it. We fixed nothing else but the cool parts are totally better now. Mm -hmm. Yep. Storyline's still the same, but we got everything else right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that... I really should play more Prototype 2. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. That game's kind of terrible, but it's also awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that pretty much concludes my week, unless I can think of anything else. I'll sit here and think, and I don't think I'm going to. No, nah, sure. <laughs> I I played some games this week, but I also did some stuff. Um, there, I live in California, which means I live near the Sriracha fa um, factory kind of peripherally and oh yes you put up two unplugged videos both of which were awesome we put up an unplugged well, for the sriracha well one was an um the sriracha was a uh podcast yeah so actually. those who actually watched the podcast teasers um you may have noticed i was at a place wearing a beard net where there was a shit ton of chili peppers around that was actually at the sriracha festival and the sriracha festival is once a year for about a month the sriracha factory grinds all of the peppers it uses to make sriracha out of, ultimately. And as a result, turns the interior of their factory into this hard-to-breathe, your nose is constantly running, your skin burns a little bit, I don't know what house. And they do factory tours. Mm -hmm. And you get free stuff. Which is, or, which is completely fucking awesome, yeah. and... I am one of the many people who worship at the shrine of the Sriracha Spicy Rooster Apocalypse. No, it's kind of cool to see how it's all made. I went last year as well, and I obviously went this year because it's fun. Like, I like factory tours, and half the fun of this one is watching people like, Oh, ha, 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 factory tour. Why is the air trying to kill me? Why? I thought it was mostly nitrogen and oxygen, but it's mostly capsaicin. Basically, yeah, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. Yeah, but so actually in the same day as that, I went from kind of polar opposite extremes from that to the Alpine Village Oktoberfest. Nice. I saw, or I got the, your pagan god has been looking out for me. Oh. And uh, there's a place um, near my house that was celebrating Oktoberfest, and I definitely got to see a girl... Um, walking around in the German, like, Oktoberfest St. Paulian outfit. Yep. <laughs> Just walking down the street from, to this, like, local farm that was celebrating. I was like, eh, it's a good view. Life Not could be lie. worse. Life could be worse. No complaints. <laughs> Life could be worse. Yeah, so. My, my day was milk toast until now. Now, it, now it's just slightly above milk toast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Nah, so, um. The weird one for this is, I live in Los Angeles. I need to stop believing in names. And for those of you who are ready for the We Complain About L.A. part of the podcast. <laughs> nah, it's not so much I complain about L.A., but the name Alpine Village made me think there might be some trees or a mountain involved in this Oktoberfest. No, I drive over to a chunk of Long Beach, and it's just a giant fuck-off tent erected in the middle of a parking lot. I'm just... It's part of a little shopping thing called the Alpine Village. It's all themed out like a German Alpine town, I guess. And they have a market. They actually a really good restaurant we went, me and my girlfriend went to. It was more just, really? You chose to call this the Alpine Village? Mm-hmm. But that's yeah, fun. Um, if you want some embarrassing pictures of me, go check my Instagram. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to have to like get an Instagram just so I can see the insanity of this. Also, the glory of the next thing you're probably about to talk about. What is the next thing? The unplugged. Oh, the egg. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> as we may have mentioned before, I am prone to buying stupid things like ostrich eggs so I can eat ostrich eggs. I, mm-hmm. have, I don't think we've talked about my quest to eat all of the things. When, on this podcast, think, have we? I know you've talked about to me about that in real life. I've heard about this quest before. This is not a spur-of-the-moment joke. This is an active quest Charlie is on. I think at the end of it, he receives 10 gold pieces, 30 XP, and a buckler for it. Yeah, so at, at one point in life, I'm not sure when I decided that I was going to attempt to eat all of the meat in life. Like, if it came in meat or protein-adjacent form... I would attempt to eat it kind of thing. And as a result, I've eaten everything from normal, like, fine steaks and shitty steaks to, like, whale blubber and fermented shark. And I've been present for bunny. And bunny. Uh, bunny's pretty good, but for the mo- that's a separate topic. And also, for the record, the things that you were mentioning, I'm pretty sure, were not served in the United States. Oh, no. Several things were served outside of the United States. Like, um, I went to Iceland at one point where they legally sell whale. Whale is fucking delicious. I feel terrible for saying that, but it still haunts my dreams. It is the greatest steak ever made. Every steak you've had is shit compared to whale <laughs> steak. Okay. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's like that's a ticket. Like, I'll have to take your word for that it's, one. <laughs> it is amazing. Picture the best steak you've ever had and make that cost like five bucks because they can't export it and then make it nine times better. You are maybe thinking about what whale tastes like. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> but yeah, Charlie's a monster aside. So I like to put this weird quest in perspective. When me and my girlfriend went to the Safari Park Zoo that night, we got steak because that's what me and my girlfriend do after reviewing animals. We want meat, and yep. had the awkward conversation about like, would I eat an elephant? And I'm like, not if I had to kill it, but if I like saw a poacher kill an elephant, and was like, no, the elephant's dead. Well, can't let this go to waste. That would totally happen. Mm-hmm. Like, would not kill an endangered animal to satisfy this quest, but if, like, the opportunity happened where it's like, hey, um, some jackass killed this thing, and it's not bad yet, and, well, we could honor its memory by eating it, I guess? (laughs) I'd be like, yeah, give me some of that elephant. I remember my ex was in Japan for a little while, Yeah, and she was there, and her teacher was like, hey, come with me, they're doing the uh, food sampling, and they're serving horse, and I think you would like that. My ex was like, why did you think that I would like horse? <laughs> horse is okay. It's it's horse. I was told it was like bad pastrami. <laughs> uh, that's not a bad description. I think of like pastrami steak, but yeah. I'm pretty sure what she had was like really thin, and I think it might have been like served like with crackers. Like that sounds right for horse. It's yeah. probably French style, and the French love to eat horses. Little known fact. Hmm. They also love rabbits, which I have learned through my friend's, well, my friend's experiences in France with his girlfriend. Yeah. No, but Bunnies so, are like chickens to, <laughs> so to them. Back to, I kind of wish the U.S. was like that, personally. They breed faster, take up less resources, and grow to full size quicker. But that's none of my business, and they are mm-hmm. better tasting. But it's neither here nor mm-hmm. there. They're cute, so you should say, should them. we... Should we fill in the rest of the story of the time that you and me are when I was present for you eating rabbit? That wasn't even the first time I've eaten rabbit. 
Uh, I think it was the first time. No, I had eaten it before then, I think. It was St. Patrick's Day. We were going to a Dropkick Murphys concert. That's the gist of the story. It was at the bar. No, no, no. There's there's a second part to this, which is I was staying at your house that day. Oh, yeah. And you and your dad took bets over under on whether or not your sister would be appalled by the fact you ate rabbit. And both of you were convinced it was just to what degree – and um, we were not wrong. the response was completely immediate and repulsed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, to say my sister is perpetually disgusted and embarrassed by the antics I get up to, not an accurate statement, but that's a separate topic. Also I'm, to say that uh, you and your father, that apple didn't fall far from that tree, is also not a stretch. Yeah, that man does love his scrapple. What is scrapple? Scrap they wouldn't turn into sausage. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That's what Scrapple is. Oh, my God. But so back to the ostrich eggs. So <laughs> what I may have forgotten to mention is that next to the safari park, there is a place selling ostrich meat and ostrich eggs. And I am... Wait, this is part of the safari? <laughs> next to the safari park, like literally oh across God. the goddamn street. <laughs> it's like, you want to eat an ostrich? We got it. I'm like... This is oh the best God, zoo I want to ever. Go to a goddamn petting zoo that's selling fucking like lamb and chicken and llama. Llama's tasty. <laughs> best oh my petting. God, that's fucking fantastic. Not part of the zoo, just next to it, because people do farm ostriches for. Yes, that is that reasons. is legal food anywhere. FYI, deep fried ostrich, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Not from this story, but they were selling ostrich eggs. We initially stopped for the ostrich jerky, and then I found out they had ostrich eggs, and I am not above buying an ostrich egg because I'm like, I've done one of these in a couple of years. I could go for some ostrich egg, which my girlfriend looks at me and goes, you could go for another ostrich egg? How <laughs> often does this happen to you? And I go, eh, it happens every once in a while. You know when you want to make a 24-egg uh, omelet in one shot? <laughs> like you do but so uh, if people those who are the channel there's a video of me drilling into the egg to get the yolk out because I wanted to save the eggshell like the eggshell is measurably thick that's actually kind of the cool part mm. no the, you need power tools to open yes, those or, things I, I probably fact. I could have smashed it probably but I wanted to keep the shell yep no that was a good idea yeah just make sure you clean the thing so it doesn't rot. I have cleaned it with vinegar and other things, but yeah. Ah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yes. The I... entry point serves as a nice little flat spot so that you can have it stand up and yeah. not roll off your shelf. I made a little stand for it. It's cool. Nice. But yes, I have... I've... You can tell stupid people it's a dinosaur. I kind of want to do that. Like I, I look forward to being old. Like, this is my dinosaur that I ate. It was delicious. <laughs> Yup. And oh, I want to get a dinosaur people. now. Good source of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can have alligator. I have had alligator. It tastes like chicken. I was told it's like chicken, but greasy and shitty. Um, that's probably on the chef at that point. Mm-hmm. It deep fries well, well. I don't know if I've... I think I've talked about on this channel. Um, one of my favorite things is... Uh, you know the show Swamp People? Yes, you've mentioned Swamp People before. Yeah. I say, I'm pretty sure I've told the story about my favorite person who pulled out a goddamn Armalite M4. But the other story is I remember one guy was trying to thank other people for helping him uh, 
catch a whole bunch of alligators that season. Sure. So he invited them all over for what he called, I think it was called a meat bomb. That was, he just started, like, taking ground meat and encapsulating sausages until he wound up with, like, some, like, epic mealtime-sized thing that was, like, four inches, like, thick in all directions. So that's what, like, uh, eight plus its interior diameter. So, like, nice. a 12-inch diameter creation. And they just, like, slow-cooked it for hours. I'm like, damn, I actually want to know that guy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. No, nah, but I guess moving on from the um, uh, food stuff and my quest to eat all of the animals. Um, and that's your food part of the, t- the podcast. <laughs> I did do some video game stuff. Um, your podcast bingo board. Yeah. <laughs> I played some more Hitman this week. That game is still really fucking good. The uh, new Hitman? Yeah. Hmm. More games I'm going to have to get and play. I, f- I need to finish... Re- or, uh, is it Retribution? Uh, Whatever the uh, absolution, huh? I think Hitman absolution. Ah, just jump like into that. this Hitman. This Hitman's so good. It's yeah. so good, and the episodic nature of it means I get to have this moment of like, oh yeah, new new level of Hitman out. Get into it, man. This game is so good. Every <laughs> single time I go back, I'm like, this is a fantastic game. You say, have you been making videos with uh, Alex? Uh, there may have been some recording of some Hitman things that may or may not be up either before this goes up or maybe shortly after, depending on how fast I get to them. But yes, uh, some Hitman mm-hmm. content may be upon us. I I may be schooling our newest member in the art of murder. Hmm. I, I like that. There is a correct you, way to I hear murder. you're a good teacher at that, too. At least in video game form, I'm okay at it. He is a bad student, potentially. <laughs> uh, he needs to learn the poor art. Alex and poor Jim. It's like Charlie's lessons on camera angles and murder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want that in my gravestone. Teacher of murder and camera angles. <laughs> it, like at his job? Not quite. Just in general. <laughs> <laughs> he taught people about murder and camera angles. He'd approach you on the street. You want to learn about those murder listen. or camera angles? Camera um, angles? Don't be Jim! That That's it for the lesson? Yeah! <laughs> Congratulations, you're a master. Don't clip the fucking camera through a wall. <laughs> it's not wall hacks. Just because you wall can hacks. go... Yeah, just because you can go a 90-degree vertical to the ground doesn't mean you should in a third-person game. <laughs> Most games have semi uh, camera tracking on them. It'll figure itself out. Don't worry. Yeah, let the game be. Uh, but yeah, Hitman's still good. I my relationship with Destiny is in a weird state right now. Really? Uh, because I am actively avoiding any Destiny media I can, so I can go into Rise of Iron as clean as possible and. That's really fucking hard because the YouTubers that cover Destiny are... The YouTubers that cover Destiny exclusively are already kind of scraping the barrel a little bit too much. But now they have a little bit of stuff. They've managed to grab that and have just pulled it into a really unfortunate amount of like content where it's like, Hey, we saw this word pop up in a trailer. Let's make a 10-minute video about it. And I'm like, no, just fucking let it come out already. Like, no one make a video for a week. 
Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the, the new uh, exotic weapons that you don't have, so you can't talk about them. Doesn't this look cool? Yes, it does look cool. I also have Bungie's Instagram. I also saw that there. Yes, I said it looked cool then, too. You don't need ten minutes telling me how fucking cool it looks. <laughs> look, it's got a new design on it. Yes, it's very nice. And you can change the colors. Fuck off! <laughs> oh, man. We now have- it's going to be fun to see this much rage come out next... Uh... When the game's out. I will be happy when the game's out. Like, once the game is out, I can stop, like, not going to YouTube. I go to YouTube, I go to our channel to deal with stuff, because I go to my homepage. It's like, hey, sir! No, no, I don't want to know anything about this. Hey, because you're all fucking wrong, like last time. <laughs> I, my, my going dry. My favorite time period of Destiny Media was the month leading up to the original release of the game, where all these, quote, experts on Destiny just said the dumbest shit ever. Like, oh, there's a knife on that guy's belt. Bet every character can wield a knife. And I'm like, no, I've played the alpha and the beta. Only one character uses knives. They're decorative. Like, hey, this looks like a submachine gun. I bet the submachine gun's in the game. No, it's just a small auto rifle. No, you're dumb. Hmm? Here's some concept art with a character with a whip. I bet there are whips in the game. No. About Take this down. concept art. Uh, the co Destiny concept art is some of the best concept art ever. It it shows off how that game is at its best when it's kind of yeah, this is a fantasy game with power armor. Mm -hmm. That is when that game is at its best when they're embracing the like. So we gave you an assault rifle, a shotgun, and a giant fuck off flaming sword, and and nothing. We're happy with that. That's the way this game should be played. Mm -hmm. Let me throw nice. flaming hammers at shit. But yeah, I've, I've been literally dodging Destiny Media left and right. Like, I go to Reddit. No! I go to my, my homepage. No. I like open my Twitter feed. Nope, 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 nope. Say, so no one can see the, like, Mr. Miyagi, like, blocking of the Destiny, the imaginary off-screen Destiny news that Charlie's doing in real life right I, I don't, now. I don't know why this time around I'm so anti-new news about it, because... Maybe it was with Taken King, I knew too much going in, so there wasn't a holy crap factor. It's like, yeah, here's some stuff, I'm gonna go deal with it. It's like, there's already videos up of, like, the first mission and shit, and I'm like, I don't want to know! I want to go play it! Mm -hmm. There are certain experiences I've had in my life that I can actively go, I experienced this the best I ever possibly could. And one of them is the movie Inception. Because I saw that movie based on my girlfriend going, hey, this got good reviews, want to go see it? Yeah, that's a good way to see that And movie. I had no idea what the movie was about going in. I didn't know who was in it. I didn't know what it was about. I only knew its name. Yeah, that's not a bad way to and see that movie. because of that... What? That's not a bad way to see that movie. Yeah. And it's because I knew nothing about it that it actually provided the experience. So there are definitely things in this world that are like that, that it's like, if you want to really enjoy this... Don't watch all the spoilers and stuff for it. Like, yeah. I have actively avoided them for quite a few video games. Um, like, as they're coming out, like, also I've learned that some things, like, um, you're talking about, like, knowing too much. Like, I've seen all kinds of patches hit the PBE in League of Legends. I'd be like, oh my god, they're changing this, they're changing that, this just hit the PBE. And then they never come to fruition. Yeah, it's... I. I know I've joked in the past about the Destiny community is the flat-out worst, and 
For the most part, the community's fine. The YouTube and Twitch streaming community around it, though, has tried to make something that isn't there. They're trying to turn every button to a home run. Yeah, like, it's... I love that game. I play way too much of that game. There's a reason Something Wicked Studios has one piece of content for Destiny, and that took, like, a year-long hiatus, basically. Mm-hmm. It's back with a vengeance currently, but, like, again, probably around January, there might not be Destiny videos coming out anymore. That game has a finite amount of stuff in it, and I, I get you can start making up shit to do. You shouldn't be doing that. It dilutes the actual point of that game, and I... So much discussion of that game happens that's just wrong. It's like... and. You also have this whole issue. You have the outspoken YouTube and and Twitch streaming community where it's like, we want this. And people like me are sitting there going like, maybe you want that. The rest of us are totally fine with that never being a thing. Mm -hmm. We play this game for fun. The YouTube videos I make are us having fun (laughs) with the game. The F word, remember that? Yes. But yeah, at the same time, though, my road to the Rise of Iron is almost complete. The night of this recording, I will track down 50 legendary marks, and then I will put that game down until it's released the day after this podcast goes up for our extended look at that game. There will be a live stream that day, assuming my job lets me off still like they've said they will. We'll probably be starting 9 a.m. or so, East Co- uh, West Coast time, and running. <laughs> yeah, a- not East Coast. I-, I might do that, in all honesty. Like, I, I kind of want to start just stupid 6 early. 6 a.m. your time? I-, I might be up. You don't know me. I don't, or at least not on that one. I mean, yeah. you're, you're welcome to do it. Yeah, I, I won't stop you. Yeah. I- if you text me, I'll be at work. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Actually, no, I'll be at that in point. In the car. I'll be in a car, yeah. yeah. No, it's... I, I will finally have all of the engrams I can physically carry. I'll have all the kind of materials and stuff loaded up I can have. If you want to see lots of stuff get decoded at the start of my stream, that'll be happening. There'll probably be five solid minutes of me turning the like drop items into that game into actual items and being like, well, this was a giant fucking waste of time. But Is there any way you can get yourself a giant prop Frankenstein switch to, like, have beside you and flick or, and just have the beginning of your stream be you turning that on before or or when you turn on the destiny that you do this that could be a thing that, that could be a thing that could be a thing okay probably won't we'll be that, a thing we'll put that but... in the maybe pile until it happens <laughs> yeah aside from like getting the stream actually running and stuff like that you know yeah. the the act of god of getting obs or exploit to play nice in the first yeah. place you know we'll just throwing this nice little Neat little add-on. <laughs> but yes, if if people want to join us for the or join me for my extended look at Destiny, aka <laughs> yeah, playing I will, as, I will not be there. <laughs> I will. You will not be there. You can catch it on the YouTube channel and on our Twitch. There will be links to that. I'm sure I'll do a blast of information for that right before it starts and all that stuff. We've actually had some requests for more Destiny stuff, so here you go. Yep. You get like 12 hours of that shit, probably maybe more. Mm-hmm. No, oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah, Alex may be joining me at some point. Who knows what his schedule will wind up being. We shall see. But so, um, in an attempt to not kind of oversaturate on Destiny, I did play another game this week. I played ReCore, which I initially wasn't going to do. I, I bought it because 
I was intrigued by that game. It's a discount title compared to normal releases. And then enough bad news happened around it that I couldn't... I'm like, I have to play this game for the podcast. I need to see what the fuck is up with that game. And that yeah, game... Yeah, I remember talking about this during Game of the Year. Or not Game of the Year, E3. Yeah, that, that, that game is both super cool and super kind of accidentally shitty. Uh, it... I have very few kind of things I won't do in a video game, period. And that game has, like, the one I have zero tolerance in for a video game. Mm-hmm. And what's that? Uh, you lock away main storyline progression behind collectibles. Oh, you like you must progress this far in order to progress the storyline? No, line? you must collect X numbers of things to progress the story. And we do not provide you enough of those things as part of the main story to continually progress the story. Mm -hmm. You must go do side shit. Yep. And most of the side shit in that game is okay to good, but some of it's not great, and I'd really much rather play through the story of that game than deal with any of the side dungeons. Mm Mm-hmm. This game's an Xbox exclusive, so or is that's, it for all of them? Uh, so this will actually loop into our main topic later, and we'll talk about it more there. This is the first, the launch of the Xbox-Microsoft Store crossplay. So I bought it for Xbox, but I can play it on my PC. Mm-hmm. And getting that to happen is a giant pain in the ass we'll talk about later. But the active process of, of claiming ReCore for my PC was a giant fucking headache that required like a full computer update and stuff like that like it's not as streamlined as i wanted it to be unfortunately a lot they have a lot of things riding on this system going well and i'm not going to say that this game is going to individually tank microsoft's uh pc service because it, it it can't well so, but it's still not good for the game out the gate to suck ass well, so what you're talking about is actually this interesting thing where the fact every review of this game basically is like the first four or five hours of the game are pretty goddamn cool i will say aside for the fact that i have zero tolerance for hey go collect five more glowy orb things to unlock this door so you can progress the fucking plot Mm-hmm. The game's pretty goddamn cool. Like, we've talked on several occasions about, like, we'd love to see Jack and Daxter or Ratchet and Clank come back. This game's kind of that game, actually. It's got that kind of kind of fun, cartoonish feel to it. The movement's real good. The shooting's pretty lax. It's It makes a really strong first impression, and it's good. But there's some weird technical stuff. Like, any time that game loads for me, it fucking freaks out, and, like, everything on the screen just kind of shifts and contorts. Jumping in that game, super jank feeling, because you can kind of jump up stuff that maybe... It, it never feels like you're making jumps that you should be making. Like, you can jump up walls, and occasionally it's like, I don't know if I was supposed to do that or not. I think a lot of these things are patchable, which... That that's not a great excuse. Yeah, but so then like later but, on in the game things just go to shit and so I'm talking about the PC version. The Xbox version is allegedly fucked. I have not had a chance to play it yet, nor probably will I, because 
I kind of don't want to play more of this game. I've gotten a, I, I like the game a lot, but the progression system I do not like. Mm-hmm. But apparently like, the Xbox version is just a, tra- not quite train wreck, but PC got the better version, like, considerably, and it even has some problems. Mm-hmm. And, but the game is cool. It's got, like, a, it's got what kind of feels like an unnecessary RPG element to it. It's got some kind of cool, it, it's got a lot of platform. It's got some really good movement tools, some really kind of arcadey third-person shootery stuff. You got the pet robots that are around doing things that initially I was like, ah, that's stupid, but they've grown on me. They're cooler. Better than Claptrap. Way better than Claptrap. <laughs> I may be abusing one right now in the game where you get a dog that says Ram Attack, and I upgrade him so he has that stupid long range. So I'm throwing my dog as a, a sniper rifle round at people. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's. The game definitely has some really cool moments. The world of the game's pretty cool. Like, movement in that game, except for scaling walls, is really fucking badass, actually. Like, the character design's really cool. Like, she's got this, like, like exo suit on that's got, like, boosters and shit all over it that justify your dash moves and your double jump, and they all act like you think they would. The controls Shell are boots. super intuitive. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's... I. It makes me curious about the game. I, I, and maybe they I can fix it. My but, list is too long to put it on. Yeah, but. no, it's it's definitely not a must play, but like it's got so many <laughs> potentially really, like, actually really cool things in a not so great progression open world situation going on. Like, and don't get me wrong, they have dungeons in the games to get you the crystals you need and shit like that. And most of the dungeons are pretty cool. It's the fact that they're basically saying you have to do all of the side stuff basically to progress the story at all like i i don't like side missions that much in open world games i generally find them distracting and not all that much fun but i want to play more of this game's story and the fact that it's like okay go do six dungeons now to get those orbs i just find super unappealing they're definitely funny in any kind of game with an impending doom scenario where it's like if we don't hurry now, the Earth's going to collapse. But first, let me do the side quest. Yeah. Well, side quests are one thing. Bomb side bag. missions are different, I guess. Like, side quests, it's like, whatever, it's a quest. This is very much like, hey, want to go underground to a jumping puzzle? Sure. Mm-hmm. They're challenge dungeons. They're kind of cool. But, yeah. I, okay. Kind of like the, uh, the things from Assassin's Creed. Better than that, but at the same time... At least those kind of blended into the game. These are very much like instanced off like challenge maps mm-hmm. that you access from the general overworld of the game. Like it's it's like if Zelda had a shit ton of optional dungeons. Mm-hmm. But to get keys to go to those dungeons you had to do you actually had to do all the optional dungeons, so they're not actually optional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, and the game just has, like, weird technical glitches on and off. Like, my waypoint will suddenly tell, like, hey, go do this. That's the starting mission of the game. I already did that. Mm-hmm. That can, like, do this. You never told me how to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's, it does some really cool stuff, but at the same time kind of falls flat on its face, which is a damn shame. Because mm-hmm. it, it really could have been actually really cool. I wasn't super interested in after E3, but... It got so much weird media buzz. It was okay. It's we're a gaming podcast, we're a gaming channel. I probably should at least look at this briefly mm-hmm. and form an opinion of some kind. So yeah, 
Interesting. Yeah. But so my last thing for you is I return from the Metal Mines with a new band. Ooh. I'm going to totally botch this name, but it's T-E-N-G-G-E-R Cavalry. Tam Tengir? Tengir Cavalry, I don't know. And they are a... What's the right word for them? Um, Mongolian horse metal band? Yeah. They look like all Mongolians and then one Viking biker. Yep, that's a that's definitely them. I <laughs> if you I, I bring it up on the podcast because if you like the music of metal but don't necessarily like the singing, this this band is amazing. Most of their stuff is instrumental and or their singer when he does show up is super actually tuned out. It's like, no, no, we understand this band by itself is ridiculous. We have a singer because we have to. He's pretty unimportant. Mm-hmm. But they're... I love how much, like, I'm looking at more than one picture where they're, like, all dressed up in very, very, like, historical Mongolian outfits, and then one Viking biker. Yep. <laughs> like, no, and, the, and then there's Steve, who won't wear the getup. No, so, but the, the, the band features, like, a bunch of traditional instruments mixed yeah. in with the metal and like Tibetan or not Tibetan like Mongolian and Tibetan throat yodeling in some of the songs it's like this is insane and this shouldn't work it's the it's the metal NPR has been searching for they didn't know they were searching for <laughs> no it, I'll definitely check this out it is this both, is type of weird thing up my alley uh, it's both weird worldly and kind of awesome yeah so probably make you happy I made another Maxwell and the Hormone con convert this week I, I introduced Deadly Joe to it. That's I think good, you liked it. It's a good band to know about. A very good band to know about. But that's that's about it for my week, really. I my girlfriend's picked up the weird hab- habit of calling all video games that are not Destiny just not Destiny, not their actual names, which is kind of mm-hmm. funny. Oh, you're playing not <laughs> Destiny. Got it. Mm-hmm. Right now, you're talking to not Destiny. Yeah, basically, you are and not making Destiny, a not Jim. Destiny. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm talking to not Destiny while sitting on a not Destiny while. Talking to Not Destiny while making a Not Destiny. Yeah, that's, that's about right. But can but can you unpack Zig? Possibly. While, ma- <laughs> while playing Not Destiny. I can move Zig at least. You can move Zig? Take off all Zig? But actually, no, that's not moving For Zig. Great justice? That's undestinying. Or not destiny. Not destinying. Okay. Oh, man. That was some fucking far-reaching goddamn references right there. For great justice. Main screen turn on. It's not destiny. Yep. It's not. <laughs> they just sent in the not destiny. Basically, yeah. That's how it works. Everything is not destiny now. All your not destiny are now belong to us. I now know the name of this week's podcast. <laughs> All your not destiny are belong to us. Not destiny. Not destiny. Oh, what have we created? <laughs> Yeah, but speaking of Not Destiny, let's move on to some uh, Not Destiny, a.k.a. the news. Yep. And unlike last week, we have lots of little things that add up to lots of things, or an actual substantial news section. You have a chance to look this over before we got into this, Jeff? I did not. Fair enough. I, so was, trying to, I was trying to write music for the sh- for uh, the show Fair enough. before so I we will... signed on. Didn't work out, though. Yeah. So I will run through this as I typically do at my own discretion. Um, so the Tokyo Game Show is upon us. Things are happening. 
The Last Guardian has been delayed until December. Hmm. Hold for surprise. I mean, delays aren't surprising. That game's going to be really interesting when it comes out because it's so weird conceptually and, like, it's got people's curiosity peaked. Yeah. Fortunately, I don't think anyone's going to be that, like, really upset that it's, uh, like, it doesn't have the, like, hardcore fan base yeah, behind it. Yeah, it's... I think it needs to come out. I allegedly this delay was because they're like, yeah, we're fixing things still. The game is not where it needs to be, so yeah. With the way things have been ga- going and your review of uh, no was it Overcore? Re- Recore? Yeah. Uh, yeah, work out the bugs. <laughs> no, some more time in the oven might not be a bad thing for it. I, it's It's just funny where it's like, the game's almost out and it's delayed. Mm-hmm. That's coming out in December now. Ugh, the last delay, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have an exact date when it comes out. Uh, December 6th. It moved from October 25th to December 6th. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be more fun to play in December than scrambling for Halloween anyway. Yeah. But so on the Halloween other... is my binge-watching bad horror season. Yeah. I, I, I got plans for that month. Not fair, but moving on from <laughs> that to the... Good things to come out of Tokyo Game Show. Neo, a game released as a launch title for the PS fucking 3, comes out February mm-hmm. 9th, 2017, officially. Worldwide. That's the Dark Souls Samurai game. Ooh, that I'm, I'm excited for. It looks cool. But more importantly than that, EDF5 has been revealed and it reaches Japan in 2017. And what is EDF? Earth Defense Force. The greatest ah. game ever made and played on the channel. <laughs> this one has Giant okay. Frogmen. Giant Frogmen? Ever wanted to play a game where it was you versus Godzilla, but you were a dude on foot with a rocket launcher? <laughs> that is Earth I Defense Force. I never thought Force. about that. If you... This game, like... Upon quick Google search, this does look amazing. It is a... There are two, count them, two videos on the channel for them. I think Jim's first video ever actually was Earth Defense Force 2021 or something like that. The fourth one that came out. 4041, sorry. And then when they released the PS4 60 frame a second re-release, we also played that. And it is also fantastic. Nice. I may have to go watch your videos on them because this looks amazing. <laughs> the game is so good. I, I'm just really happy that in this time of things have to be good, Earth Defense Force manages to limp along and be like, yep, we're still making games. Some person may, I don't know if this is a mod or it's in the game, but already someone's made mods where the thing you're fighting is just like a 30-foot-tall girl in a bikini. <laughs> That's a different game, but yeah. Okay. That's a different game. Oh, should I shouldn't be so surprised. Oh, Demolition Girl. Yep, that's why, a different why game. Why wouldn't it be a game? Thanks, Internet. J- Japan is awesome. Hey, we're the ones who said it first. Bring back Japan as a mechanic. I, EDF, we need to make t-shirts that say that. EDF is coming back. That's all <laughs> I needed in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So moving on from that, though, I, I got some numbers for you. Ready for some numbers? I like numbers. It's pretty impressive that Assassin's Creed has sold a hundred, uh, 
100 million copies, yes? Is that all of them or a, a particular one? Of all them? of them combined, 100 million copies have been sold of various Assassin's Creed games. Yep. I, that, that is pretty impressive to, over the course of all of them. Yeah, you'd be wrong, though. Why? Because League of Legends is currently pulling in 100 million, act, 100 million monthly active users. Correct, because League of Legends, like, I think I was told, or being told a thing recently that's like the top three, like, played video games out there. League of Legends is bigger than, like, two and three combined. That sounds about right. Like, it's just, it's the game. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, uh, jokes aside about that, it's, I thought it was interesting to kind of compare how it's like, that's a lot of games sold, but then you compare it to, like, no, no, no. What's more impressive is that same number applied to people logging into your goddamn game every week. Like, yeah. at its peak, World of Warcraft had like 10 million active subscribers, and that was insane. That's 10 times as big. Like, that's like a chunk of the Earth's population plays League of Legends on a monthly basis. Goddamn. It's a big game. <laughs> yeah. Also, speaking of people League of like Legends. It. Mm -hmm. Smite, yep, is launching a short PVE event. PVE, yeah, it's, player it's versus environment. It's like a challenge tower of you versus various things or challenges, <clears throat> and they'll tell you. And it, I will look up the exact name of it. It's called. Give me one second. I had it open earlier and closed it by accident. It is called. Um. She um X I N T I N's Mountain, so I'm not hmm. even trying to it's an MMO kind of style raid situation, if you will, using the Smite characters and abilities. I I only bring this up because I think it's actually kind of cool that a MOBA no, is doing a PvE mode. It's a temporary event. Yeah. I suspect they may bring it back if it's successful and abandon if it's not. I think this the is so goddamn cool because I my issue always with MOBAs is I don't quite have the time to learn all of the mechanics, but a chance to practice them in a engaging way, at least, would still be cool for me. Yeah. I mean, League of Legends one has bot mode, not the same. Two, they they have a p they had a PVE event for a little while called Doom Bots. Um, it was they learned a long time back to that if you make a game mode permanent, people will stop playing it. And it'll become a ghost town. So yeah. they learned very a long time back that they needed to rotate them. Yeah. And Doom Bots was you played against the AI, but the AI got random perks. Like it would suddenly have the ability to shoot five ultimates around its body, and slowly over time they would become like impassably difficult and insanely powerful. Yeah. And um it was always crazy random stuff. Like all of a sudden, like one, like, you'd have a champion like Katarina shooting 12 Lux lasers out of her body in every direction. Like, they got so crazy. And then some ultimates were invisible. Be like, why am I being damaged? Oh, three Galio ults are being dropped on me by a gangplank. Mm. Like, it got fucking wild. Yeah. Well, so the event runs from September 13th to October 11th. I... I don't play Smite, but I'm actually kind of curious what this will be like. And I will reiterate, mm -hmm. I'd like to see it come to an... I'd, 
I would love if League or Dota or even Heroes of the Storm would add like a, a dungeon crawler mode that lets someone like me practice kind of just how to position characters in a not like, yep, you're fighting bots scenario. You're still fighting bots because it's PvE, but in a like, here's kind of a story or a raider, here's your objective aside for just win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I think it's very cool they're taking a gamble on that personally. Mm-hmm. And especially making it to kind of more than just a bot fight mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what to move on to next? Have you been following the whole revamped Steam reviews debacle? I have not, but so long as they don't do anything to my beloved Hodor. No, so um, it shouldn't affect him unless he's a big fan of kickstarting games. So <laughs> Steam noticed that for the most part, positive reviews come from games that or come from people on games that they got download codes for it like for instance if you were a kickstarter person and you got the game as part of that you got a download code as opposed to paying for it at full retail or something like that people positively review games they didn't pay for not that not didn't pay for but maybe were a tad more biased so now they have changed the rules and dropped it so unless you uh, if you got a code for that game, essentially, your review is a lot less important and or may not even count. Mm-hmm. Which I think is kind of actually super shitty because there's a lot of games out that no one's going to play unless it's a Kickstarter game, and yeah, maybe that's a tad biased, but at the same time, I still want reviews for kind of everything to a certain extent, not just what Steam, what the Steam community decides to play that week. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. And it, a bunch of developers have actually come out and talked about the idea that it's maybe going to kill some indie devs because like, part of their fundraising campaigns are, hey, this game will cost 40 when it comes out, but fund me now and you'll get it for 20 or something like that. All the people that choose to do that, their reviews no longer count. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, also, that's like a way to get people playing your damn game as well. Like yes. No, no one play can review the game they didn't play. And there's some games that you kind of have to like just inject money into it and give away some free keys and get people playing it to start talking to their friends and generate some buzz. Yeah. 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 No, it's. I, I'm curious to see what comes out of it. Like maybe Steam reviews might finally be useful, but at the same time. I think it's a super shitty practice. Like, I get why they're doing it completely. Like, it makes a lot of sense where it's like, okay, yeah, we're trying to remove some of the bias out of this, but at the same time, I I suspect this will have some unknown ramifications ultimately. But we'll see. Pokemon Go is still number one in the iOS store despite a 79% drop in player base. Mm-hmm. Kind of terrifying, but power to it at this point. Mm-hmm. They also had an update recently that added the buddy system, which if you're trying to get a Gyarados, maybe the easiest way to get that, but that's neither here nor there. Buddy system? Yeah, uh, you basically become Ash and Pikachu from the TV show. The The Pokemon's your friend and hangs out with you. Oh. And when you walk, okay. you gain extra candy and shit like that to power him up with. It's... It, it's a good solution to a problem in that game, which was, hey, I don't encounter these things all that frequently, but still want to evolve it, and I'm still playing your game actively. I don't do that anymore, but it's 
It's a very it's good nice solution. They're improving. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a solution to a kind of big problem actually. They haven't just taken their money and pieced out. Yeah, they they seem to still be supporting it at least somewhat, which I think's a good thing. But we shall see. Moving on from that, EA's doing some weird things lately. Like, well, specifically, weirder than normal. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. they have formed a new division, essentially, to house all its studios. And this is weird because I already thought this existed. I thought there was like a branch of EA that was, and this is where the development studios go. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So... What are they differentiating for other things? So that's like, actually... Is it publishing houses? Like, what is the other stuff that they're tying themselves up in and trying to separate from? So that's what I found interesting, because they're... A... EA has EA video games, but EA also has EA published games. Like, all the sports games are EA big, or whatever they're called. They're made by EA. But remember... Yep. BioWare is technically owned by EA, and they are a development house under EA. So in those cases, while they pay the bills as a publisher, EA officially only publishes the game. The studio still does all of the work. And at least the implication seems to be they're trying to isolate the studio some from the larger thing that is EA. I don't know why, but they're also adding some... More flexibility. They're giving the studios a little more rights. They're not answering to EA as a whole. As a whole, I mean. So I, we'll see what comes. This I could have sworn back when, like, right before Dead Space came out, they did the same thing. And for a couple years, EA was super cool. And then it's, hmm. nah. Because supposedly Dead Space was the project of who wants to make a horror game. Basically, hands. Okay, you can be involved in the horror game. Yeah. Instead of assigning people to it. Yeah. We'll see what comes of that. If we could go could back interesting. To, if we could go back to Dead Space um EA, that'd be kinda cool. But mm. I don't think we're gonna get there anytime <laughs> soon. Um it's, it needs to wipe the pizza box off its stomach. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Well so you mentioned Overwatch earlier. Have you experienced the um high bandwidth mode yet? No. Uh, they're basically adding some new netcode in that will prioritize strong connections to strong connections, I guess. Like you, you as a player yeah. should never notice it, but apparently it's there now. Huh. Yeah. I have not noticed, and I have a pretty solid connection, so... Oh, I pay for good internet. Yeah. Whether or not Comcast delivers on that is a whole other monster. That is true. Uh, American internet <laughs> is kind of shitty. Uh, but... Yeah, not no good transition from that. So former Blizzard devs are forming something called Bonfire Studios, and they're being backed by Riot. Ooh. Yes. Any idea where in Blizzard they're from? It's being are they peers of the Storm devs. Are they StarCraft devs? Any? It's um Robert Pardo. How do you pronounce his last name? Sorry about that one is the the front man of Blizzard, essentially, is forming this up. It's not really clear what's going on. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, it's... He's the guy behind Diablo 3 and stuff like that, so... Huh. Oh, no, sorry, they picked up... 
they picked up people like the guys behind Diablo three and some of the X Battle.net developers and all that stuff. So it could maybe be... you're getting the dungeon crawler you asked for. Maybe, maybe. Finally, a reason some... to play League of Legends. Say, because that is some textbook dungeon crawler. Yeah, I has Riot done anything with that fighting game company they picked up a few months back? We've talked about them on here once or twice. No, right now they're in Worlds mode. Sure. Which is they're just ramping up for Worlds, which is happening in October. I don't know the exact date, but I know it's happening in October. So everything's just like all eyes on their center stage spectacle. Sure. I guess our last bit of stuff before we close out and head into our main topic this week, I uh, got some PlayStation 4 stuff. Uh, the mm-hmm. PS4 4.0 uh, firmware is out. It does some cool things. <laughs> what? I should probably go update. Yeah, it, it does some cool stuff. They fixed the start menu, for lack of a better phrase, better than it's been in a long time. Uh, it's it's an okay patch. It didn't crash my PS4 or give me new issues and headaches like the old one has, but we shall see. I haven't heard a lot about people having issues with it, which kudos to them. But on the not-so-great news... Remember how Fallout 4 and Skyrim remastered HD release ripoff thing was coming with mod support? Uh, I didn't realize it was coming with mods. Or, console uh, mod support. Yeah, yes, yes, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. No, I Not going to happen on Sony or on the PlayStation 4. Bethesda's out there saying Sony won't allow it to happen. I, I personally think the idea of mods on consoles is kind of stupid, but... Mm-hmm. It's happening Since PSN on- has been hacked before, I can understand, like, there's some greater ramifications here. Yeah, it's... And last I checked, consoles don't have AVG or Norton or insert virus protection software well, so they were, here. The, the idea that works, the works on the Xbox One is it does go through kind of an approval process that it then gets put into, like, you can add this mod into it. It becomes kind of like a free DLC-ish program. It's like for, the green light program. Basically, yeah. And, and Sony's just said, nope. We're, uh, it's been delayed a couple times, and now you have Bethesda saying Sony's like, no, we're no, we're not doing this. Like, this is not happening anymore. Sorry. Yay, PC. <laughs> I, yeah, I... A lot of people are making this out to be, like, a big deal, and at the, I, I have a hard time really caring about this because... It doesn't seem like the Xbox One mods have been a big deal. It's like, yeah, we have them. Yay! They're not the mm-hmm. super crazy ones. Like, I, The reality is the mods you want are never going to come to the consoles because they break the game in some fundamental way or do something that Bethesda maybe doesn't want you to have in the game. Like the HD texture stuff will never come to a console because you've made their game look better than they could. Mm-hmm. You've, they probably don't want you uprising already from their uprising. Yeah, no, that, that's my point. Like, it's, it's poorly on them. Yeah, and then stuff like the Star Wars mods, like the lightsabers and shit. That's copyright and really shouldn't be a thing in the first place in some ways, and only exists mm-hmm. because mods are the wild goddamn west. Yep. Yeah. And if you think, or so, how do people handle that? They get mods taken down, and you know what? Mods get taken down all the fucking time. Yeah. No, it's. There have definitely been, hey, I swear to God, that mod was here last week. I thought it was here last hour. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah it, it really comes down to the mods you want are <laughs> never going to show up in that environment. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they took away my xenomorphs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guess what? That's copyrighted. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. All right, so moving on from news, I guess it's time for our main topic. And I know we talked about the PlayStation 4 Pro last week some, and we kind of shrugged our shoulders and said, okay, that's news, whatever, it's a thing. And I said, yeah, I'll probably wind up buying one. More stuff has come out since then that I feel it actually now warrants the seat of a main-ish topic. I, I know we've talked about kind of console versus PC in the past. I don't remember which podcast it was. Maybe someone can tell us which one it was because I'm too lazy to go back and look. And I'm sure you want new podcasts as opposed to me figuring out which podcast it's from. But this, do, like, this kind of brings that topic up in a very new way because you now have the pro-scale version of the console being unveiled. And don't get me wrong, the PlayStation 4 Pro does some stuff but at the same time, if you care about those things, just go and get a fucking PC already. Like, I, if you care about 4K gaming, it's never going to be on consoles in this generation. And it's only barely there on PC in some ways. Mm-hmm. Why are... What makes you believe that it'll never be there on this generation? It's... That none of these upcoming games will support it well. I think so that's the thing. I think the PS4 Pro will do exactly what it's saying it's going to. The difference is you have to get people to buy PlayStation 4 Pros. Like, yeah, the um, Xbox One S has HDR support, but at the same time, you have to have an HDR-supported TV. And as much as I joke about how I buy technology for new technology... I have no interest in an HDR-enabled TV or really a 4K TV until they get a hell of a lot cheaper. I have a very nice HD TV for the time being, and I, I, I think we've, we've rapidly reached a point where the graphics war is no longer as much of a thing as it used to be. Like, games look good no matter what you're playing them on at this point. They look cool. I mean, one thing as well to take in consideration is the fact they've released it at pretty much the going rate of a PS4. Yeah, and that, I think they had and to do that, done. though. So, I honestly, I think this thing's just going to replace the PS4 in sales. Like, if you have your offstream buying a PS4 or PS4 4K right now, there's no reason not to get the uh, PS4 Pro. Right, but you have the Slim, which costs less and is a PS4. Mm-hmm. And I think that, I, mean, I guess you could go there. I don't know. I've never been big on sli- the slim consoles. They always look like an overheating nightmare to me. Ah, uh, they're fine for the most <laughs> part. They're generally better than the originals. But your point is not a moot one in some ways. I, it's. I, I think the issue is it's the you've now introduced this tiering system where it's the pro is for professionals. Are you a real gamer? And that that skew of people does exist, but not in enough numbers to justify its existence. And I think the kind of savvy gamers that care about that type of stuff will look at the micro, the Xbox Scorpio, the PS4 Pro, and go, this is cool and all, but I already own an Xbox One. I already own a PS4. And if I really want to go down this path, the correct choice in many ways is the PC at this point. It hurts me to say that because... Even I've been slowly making the transition over 
to PC. And don't get me wrong, I spend a lot of time mad at the fact that for whatever godforsaken reason, my wireless controllers have a weirdly hard time linking up to my PC with any kind of reliability, but I'm noticing less and less of a reason to buy stuff for my PS4 and my Xbox One if it's coming to the PC ultimately, because it's like, eh, this is archival at this point, and this does run stuff better. I don't like saying it, but this does run this stuff better. Mm-hmm. I mean, this C3 that we just witnessed is going to go down in history as a turning point because of this. Um, I think that if they were charging more for the PS4 Pro than they were for the PlayStation, this would be a different conversation where you're really tearing it and trying to gear up it and try and really sell it as this is the superior device. The only reason that we're having this conversation in a lot of ways is because the Slim has had a price drop. No, and I think that's the point, though. Like, the, the Slim is, for all purposes, the PS4. The PS4 Pro is now the upcharged version of the Slim and the PS4. And yeah, it costs the same as the PS4, but at the same time, it doesn't... It's still more than the Slim, and the Slim is now the... If you're thinking about buying a PS4, that's the one you go with. It costs 100 bucks less, and it's as good as the PS4 is. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, the PS4 Pro does lack the... Well, I don't think it's a big deal, the 4K DVD player, the 4K Blu-ray player kind of thing. I think that it needs... I think that that's going to be a big faux pas at the end of the day because the fact that a DVD player was in the PlayStation 2 was really what sold that console. Yeah. Because it came out in an era where DVD players were like $500 and there was this $200 gaming machine that played DVDs. Hell, the PS3 was the best Blu-ray player you could get for a while. Yeah. And them moving away from that is going to be a huge mistake, I think, and not... Honestly, they should be selling this thing as a 4K Blu-ray player. Second and secondarily, a gaming console. That may be an um, oversight on their part. I, I think to get it down to the four hundred dollar price point, they had to cut some corners. Like, and that's where mm-hmm. the four the three hundred three ninety nine approach comes from. I honestly think if they thought they could have sold this thing at more, they would have. Though, like the idea, it's like I think it's only at three ninety nine because it has to be. You can't sell it at five as much as they probably really want to sell it at five because as you said at that point they'd have to make it the ps5 they wouldn't be able to call it the ps4 bingo and it has to be a bigger leap at that point mm-hmm. that being said though we know absolutely nothing about the scorpio like it that thing could come out at 700 dollars and be a cement brick for all we know which is <laughs> we'll transition from that to the Microsoft stuff. Like Microsoft has been out there, rightfully so, given some of Sony's behavior, kind of needling the PS4 Pro. And I get it, don't get me wrong, I get it, but also it's kind of like, we don't know anything about your console, Microsoft. This comes out by the end of the year. Here are the tech specs. It's physically built. Where's yours? Mm-hmm. I think Sony is kind of doing like... There's multiple types of battle tactics going using, like, wars and stuff. And there is find a weak point, and then there's, like, find the weak point and just hammer on it until something falters. And I think Sony is using that methodology of find everything that Microsoft is doing poorly and excel at it. And, like, they had... The PS4 has been a bigger success than the Xbox One. Significantly so, yeah. And... Sony is d- 
done the good work of they haven't just let that happen and like just cruised on that fact. They've tried to find other ways that they can exploit Microsoft and just accelerate past them. And I think that's just an example of them doing that again of like I not only do I need to beat you in everything or this is just another thing I need to be better than you at. Yeah, it's and I guess the reaction only reaction I have to that is as of right now the PS4 Pro is technically a it is a worse console than the promised my uh Xbox Scorpio or whatever the hell the Scorpio winds up being and mm-hmm. You could almost say compared to the Xbox One S, the Xbox One S does have an HD HDR Blu-ray player built into it. It doesn't do the 4K stuff officially, but it does have some extra kick. But I, I, I don't know. Like I think it's we're getting dangerously close to a very weird console market where you have the skews and the tiers and just. Like, what I liked about consoles was, this is the console. We may release a smaller or different colored one later, but you buy this and you're set for the next five years, four years, ten years kind of thing. We'll make some updates to the firmware, but this is what you got. Games will work on it, you plug it in, and you go. I mean, you're you're reaching that much more rapidly than you want, because... Right now, they say that the PlayStation 4K and the PlayStation 4 are going to be compatible with all games between the two. Yeah. And eventually, you're going to reach a future where that's not the truth. And at that point, this future is going to be realized, and I'm just going to be sitting here going, man, it's good to be a PC gamer. No, and that's been kind of my <laughs> slow drift towards the PC slowly. It's I'm increasingly sick of stuff like this. Like, it's the reasons to be a console gamer are going away. Like I, I now have to worry about like, well, how does destiny two going to play on my PlayStation four versus a PlayStation pro? Like we didn't mention this in the news, but uh, the guy at Bungie, the guys behind destiny have come out and said, yeah, we're not doing anything for the PlayStation pro as of now, but I guess we'll look into it in the future. Like, what does that mean? Like, could I get destiny at 60 frames a second? Or is it going to be like, yeah, Look how cool it looks on this console versus how much it's like, no, no, we're now focusing on the more powerful hardware and then downgrading for the less effective one. Mm-hmm. Like, which one are you building for at that point? Are you building for the better one and then compensating for the worse one? Are you building for the worse one and then being like, oh, and we add more grass in for the better one, which was some of the tech demo stuff they showed, but at the same time, it's very much a, okay, that's great. Why do I, I think want you're this? being a little too black and white on that particular topic because already video games in the PC market come with tiers of quality graphics. Uh, but that's my and point. And I don't that's... think it always starts as we build it for the top tier gaming rigs and then we shitify the game. Like, I don't know how that process works within gaming companies, but they do have, like, there are examples of companies taking a game that's super pretty and making less pretty versions of it that don't blow. <laughs> no, my, my point for that's not that I'm saying that's not a practice that already exists. It's It didn't exist on consoles previously. The point of consoles were, this is how this one works. The PC one was like... Well, well consoles actually have had um, visual... You could play with the visual settings on some of them, and like things like Bioshock 1, you could uncap your frame rate and do weird shit with it. Yeah. Like, this stuff did exist. It was just niche, and you needed to be. You basically only PC gamers 
cared enough to look into the settings bar that much. No, right, but it's the you're now pushing that type of stuff front and foremost for console stuff. And that's where it gets weird because it can't compete with PC in that regard. Like nothing you can make for a console will be as powerful as a PC a year and a half later, really. Mm-hmm. Unless you keep making cool. PS4s. It's like like we joked about it last week how the PS4 Pro is just a stacked two PS4s together. Like, am I gonna start literally doing that so much? Okay, drop another core now on the top of your PS4 to make it a expansion module. Yeah, basically the the GameCube played around with that some and it sucked. The GameCube, the N64, and the PlayStation 2 all have them. Yeah. I mean, no one bought them for the, anything but the N64. Yeah, you had the Nintendo 64. But. And the N64, they also, I think it was... Oh, was it a Banjo-Kazooie game? I forget which game it was. It might have been a Donkey Kong game that ran so atrociously that they gave away the... Uh, the expansion bay with it because it, the game physically didn't function without it. Yeah, Donkey Kong 64. That's Donkey Kong? Yeah. Yep. They, they fucking painted themselves into a corner. No, <laughs> and that's my point, though. Like, it's the, if you start developing for, if you, if you know that power's available, it's like, well, it technically works on the less powerful thing, but you really want the more powerful thing. I don't know. I feel like I'm in the twilight zone here because you're having this like discussion with me, and I, it's almost like I'm supposed to be on the defend console side of the fence, and that's no, not I, where or who I am. I no, I'm know. not saying you should be either. Yeah, it's... don't buy a console. That's my takeaway. No, it, I, <laughs> even though I bought a PS4, but it's only because they held Nathan Drake over my head. No, and I, I can, that's kind of what I want to talk about. It's the idea that it's like, what do consoles have to do to remain relevant if they're if they're going to enter into the weird kind of fucked up arena that is the power war they will lose and they're not killing it on the kind of first party exclusives that much anymore well that was the only thing like honestly i think they've shot themselves in the foot and this is going to be like the beginning of the decline because the only reason to own a console before was the exclusivity of game titles and if they're going to relinquish that and i've said or for years i said the only reason I don't own an, or I keep bringing this one up, the only reason I'll never buy an Xbox product is because I have no need to, because they're just going to release it for my PC. No, and, and literally, if Sony goes that same path, that. then I have no reason to buy a, P, uh, a Sony product or a Xbox product. No, and, and to your point, like Record, they are literally releasing Xbox exclusive games for the P, for the PC. You have to go through the super not great Microsoft store to get them, but. Mm hmm. Origin also exists. Hey, I mean, Origin's out there. Yeah. I avoid EA games because of it. There are I worse mean, things yeah, out there, but yeah, it's <laughs> you would go There's play worse things out there like Origin. Yeah, <laughs> no, but if if you want to play a game enough, you now have the pathway too because it's like, yep, it's coming to this. But to that point, though, the the console version of Recore is genuinely bad, and the PC version, well maybe not fantastic, is still a much more playable game with far fewer... That said, that is the exception, not the rule. But it's also, it's the launch of it, though. Like, kind of, it's a weird thing where, like, your flagship of this, it's like, nope, the PC one's better. Ha! That's a mistake, I think. That's honestly the first time I've ever heard it go that way. No, I know. Um, I can think of, like, 30 examples. I can think of way more than that. Yeah, of it, of the other way working out. 
I don't know. I guess the only thing that they're going to be able to do, which is not going to be a very good thing for very long, is consoles are just going to have to be more consistent than PC is their only hope. Yeah. But even then, PC's always getting more consistent, so that hope's kind of disappearing. Yeah. No, there, I think. there was a point in time back, maybe before either of us was born, really, officially, that gaming was, like, the consoles existed, but real gaming happened on PCs, and we're kind of weirdly, like, maybe not going back all the way to that point, but there's kind of this, like, if we're going to involve ourselves in a bit of a power war, there's an obvious one you should go with in that case, and it's getting I cheap. I mean, I say, and you also just did the, there's 100 million people playing League of Legends monthly, and yeah. 100 million copies of Assassin's Creed sold total. Yeah. Um, although Assassin's Creed 1 can be purchased for the PC, I don't think nearly as many people are playing it on that as many people played on the PS3. Yeah, I know. Because when that game came out, it pushed or it wasn't exactly, you know, Metro 2012, but it fucking chugged the shit out of my computer, that's for certain. Yeah. It's all, that was also back when it, it's not bet me back, but like... It's an, that's an old... That game... How fucking old is that game That was during point? the terrible optimization period for PC. Like, we have, for better or worse, mostly gotten out of that time span where, for the most part, most major releases at least work on the P on PC as opposed to, yep, we released it at least. Yeah. Assassin's Creed came out in 2007. Next year, it'll be 10 years old. Yep. So... But think about how shitty in general the P uh, PC gaming was in 2007 in some ways. In some ways. Vista. In some ways was awesome. Vista, yeah. I remember playing shit tons of Doom 3 back then. And Warhammer, uh... God, what are the name of their fucking games? The RTSs. Yeah, the, uh, Dawn of... Dawn of Dawn War. Dawn of War, yeah. And Counter-Strike, get my shit pushed in at that. <laughs> <laughs> original Counter-Strike, not this new fancy Counter-Strike with your hitboxes. Well, well, I was playing Source, so not quite original Counter-Strike, but not Go either. Yeah. So. What? Any other things you want to say on this topic? Not too much, really. Like, I think we kind of blew through this one. It's... I think it's an important topic we'll probably come back to at least once or twice in the future before it makes any more sense just because consoles are getting weirder and weirder like there's consoles that can now run vr coming out soon and vr on pc isn't super well working yet either so i mean in a yeah. way that might be the one thing that it does really well because as much as like if i had the option of if my current ps4 could run vr which are it can, can. I think. it can um and I had to choose between getting something for that or something for my computer. I'd rather one that goes with the thing that goes in my living room yeah. than the thing that goes in my bedroom. Yeah, and you haven't embraced the PC in the living room lifestyle like I have yet, have you? Uh, I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> I My PC is also my recording studio. That's fair, yeah. Um, So I need... A, or There's a lot of things I have like set up, like I've got my monitor and whatnot sure not the visual monitors the like audio monitor no sure that makes sense having or and having a table for all the microphones and stuff and all the shit i do just embrace the pc in the living room lifestyle it's so good <laughs> well my living room shared so that's a separate topic kind of weird 
Mine is yeah. too, technically. But say, I have a I have a roommate. You have a girlfriend. <laughs> she has to put up with it. Yeah, she doesn't have to, but she chooses to. Yeah, fair. Yeah. So. Yeah, it, it, it's just such a weird time for consoles. I think like it, it's a weird time for PC. It's a turning point yeah. for consoles. It, I think it's definitely a point we'll kind of in ten years be like, remember when that happened? Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah. E3 2016 is going to be a pretty famous thing. If E3, Strange as that is. If E3 even exists in the future. I know. Well, E3 2016 won't be in the future. It's going to be retrospective. Yeah. But I don't want to be like, remember when E3 was a thing? E3 hasn't existed for 10 years, Charlie. I, I know. <laughs> I miss it still. It's like the Nintendo games. That hasn't existed for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> the NX will save everything. Nintendo, turning it around. Ah, shit. Remember Nintendo? Oh, yeah, that God. mobile developer. No, they used to have a home console. <laughs> Back in my day, you used to have to take Nintendo products and you plugged them into your TV. And then you picked up these waggle stick things and you threw them through your TV. Shut up, Grandpa. No one's seen a TV in 40 years. <laughs> Is that what you put in, in front of your eye pl implants? Oh, God. No, that was an Oculus Rift, and they were interesting. <laughs> I saw you almost say they were bad, right? Yeah. There. You're, you're hoping. That was like your Freudian slip. <laughs> almost minus the Freud, but the slip. <laughs> Some word association. VR, yeah. not going to happen. I mean, um, promising. <laughs> Potential. A giant right. waste of money in the current spectrum of things. I mean... <laughs> Alright. Well, before we start ranting and raving too much and going off topic, do you want to close this one out? Yes, we have um, some channel news and some stuff to handle before we close it out. But um, yep. as threatened in the past, if you send us mail, we might read it on the channel. Oh, I forgot. I, or I don't know how I could forget. This is too exciting and too fucking awesome. Yeah, so um, uh, we got some mail to read for a change. I'm not going to read all of it because... In a, say, and additionally, the most surprising part, it was written by someone that isn't either of us. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely got the text from me of like, hey, what's your roommate's name? I want to make sure this isn't someone we know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, so would you like the honors? Which one of us reads better? I don't think either of us read well. But say two dyslexics in a room. Which one can read? Yeah, basically. <laughs> I guess I'll take. I got it open right now. All right. Say I am one. Of, I fucking stumble over my mouth every time I try this and like true. read something out loud. This is true. So it comes in with the subject hashtag Himalayan bear monkeys. Off to a good start. I like where this is going. Excellent start. Yes. Hello, valued customer. Have you or someone you know been suffering from unwanted sadness? Jeff, he's talking to you. I, I have, yes. I, I, I have extreme amounts of unwanted sadness. I, I bottle it up in jars, and then I do this really cool trick where if you break a highlighter and put it in it and then put a black light behind it, it kind of glows. That's been my, my solution to it. Too far. Rented in Mopey Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly from the removal of headphone jacks on your new iPhone. 
neither of us have iPhones. The No yeah, Man's Sky no. $60 tech demo, or that the PS4 is now useless. Hey, we just talked about that. I know. What what a segue. Well, apparently he has the solution <laughs> for us. The uh, Himalayan bear monkeys. These bear monkeys will turn any's once pit of despair into great sunshine happiness. I'm, re- I'm enjoying the English, personally. Got friends that, still, that won't stop repping instinct? Give them bear monkeys. And he goes on to talk about how wonderful we are and stuff like that. But that's from Drew Up North. Thank you for writing in, man. It means a lot to us, actually. Yes. Thank you for the email. The part that Charlie glossed over where any person acknowledges that we do anything well. <laughs> we, we do appreciate and we also have to like sit here and go... Don't let that go to your head. You, keep in mind, you still suck. No, and then I, I take all those negative feelings from understanding that fact, and I use Himalayan bear monkeys to overcome that sadness. I also, they, you wouldn't believe how helpful they are in everyday life. If you ever have, like, a bag of potato chips you just can't open, oh my god, they they will get that fucker open so fast. They are fantastic. It's like the Billy Mays dual saw, but attached to a monkey. I owned a dual saw also, briefly. I would say, also, just like the dual saw, these are a non-spark-based replacement <laughs> to the Jaws of Life. Yeah. <laughs> if you see a car pulled over with the hood crushed, Himalayan bear monkeys may or may not be able to get people out of that car and return the hood to an open state. Before the firefighters have to get open, get there and take a motherfucking can opener to your car. <laughs> Like owning a dual saw, you will find reasons to use Himalayan bear monkeys in everyday life, and not good oh, ones. Oh yeah, I cleared it like on my shop shelf. I'm one, of, or I'm one of those OCD people who you know labels everything and whatnot. And there's a there's now a special space for the Himalayan bear monkeys that I keep. It's right over the door frame, so when people open it, they fall onto them. Fair. <laughs> Water bucket style. I've stopped following <laughs> this joke, so let's bring it to an end. I'm confused <laughs> by us even at this point, and that's saying something. Well, thank you again, Drew from up north. That means a lot to us. Uh, you mentioned you got to start your own content up. Um, let us know what you wind up doing. We'd be happy to pimp it, I guess, or something. As much as that may or may not help you out, <laughs> us encouraging it might actually be a detractor. I don't know. We we are very be afraid careful pe- who you associate with. <laughs> We're very afraid people are coming to shut us down. We'd hate that to happen to you by association. If you get black van because of association with this podcast, we assume no responsibility. But we will take credit for it. <laughs> we, Charlie will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or say, or do you want to say something, or I actually have something to say for the uh, for the outro? Sure, uh, we got to do the um. Actually, if you want to be like Drew and hear your email read on the podcast, you can contact us at wickedawesomecast at gmail dot com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast, spelled as it sounds, no weird Z's in there or anything like that at gmail dot com. It's down at in the show notes and stuff like that. We have proof it actually does work. <laughs> for a long time, I thought I registered the wrong domain name, like a crazy person. <laughs> don't sign up for emails at 1am in the morning like I tend to do for the channel mm-hmm. how did I spell that again oh I spelled it correctly awesome ah uh, we're not the wacked awesome cl- cast shit please email the people at wacked awesome cast too. I'm sure they would love to hear from people 
What does the whack and awesome cast? Nope, I know what the whack and awesome cast talks about. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Don't email them. Do not. Email- <laughs> For living in perpetual fear, they might write back. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh God. As always, for something Wicked Studios, you can find us on the Facebook. Uh, there's a link in the show notes for that. On the YouTubes, as um, youtube.com slash swstudios with a Z at the end instead of an S because YouTube domain names are terrible and you shouldn't register domain <laughs> names at 1 a.m. in the morning. I like how we've given away the explanation of why it has the Z <laughs> or why it's spelled that way every single time it I gets have, brought up. <laughs> They're all true. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. We can also be reached at somethingwickedstudios.net. There's comment sections and blog entries and all that stuff and links to our Twitch and YouTube on there and a new addition. So um, by the time you're hearing this, it will have already happened, but we may do more stuff in the future. I'll probably tweet out about this as it's actually happening. Me and Jeff over the weekend or the weekend you just had, given that this is recorded prior to the weekend and then happens after, me and Jeff are actually going to be in the same location for a change for a period of time over the weekend. And assuming one of us survives, we may spend some time playing around with Mixler. What is Mixler? It's an internet radio tool thing. Stream thingier? Yeah, it's it's, I, it's Twitch I'm and pure audio form. I, we actually added a widget to that Concept. to the website. You can also find mm-hmm. us on Mixler under something Wicked Studios, spelled correctly, unlike lots of other places. <laughs> but yeah, if uh, we'll probably be, we're, me and him are seeing a concert. We will be in the car for a chunk of time. And if you want to tune in for our weird insanity, there may or may not be something like that going on. More details as that develops. But I'm giving people a heads up that in the future, this may have already, this may happen again if something presents itself like this. Also, the day after this podcast goes up. A, as mentioned several times already, a giant ass rise of iron. Hey, it's finally fucking outstream will happen, and I will be doing that. <laughs> I like the title. I, work in progress, but yes. <laughs> Working title. Working title. Nothing confirmed yet except that it's happening. Um, I will be kicking off probably 9 a.m. my time, so that's Pacific time. So that's around noon for you East Coasters, and... The rest of the world, do the math yourself. I'm only giving East Coast because Jeff. Uh, if I feel real gutsy, I may set up a Discord you can jump in and actually chat with me while I play and stuff like that. If not, we'll be doing that on our Twitch and our YouTube. The Twitch is SWS Live. The YouTube, some of you are probably already familiar with. If not, it's YouTube.com slash SW Studios or just search for something Wicked Studios. But yeah, live content coming. So you want me to close it out yeah, now? Yeah, why not? You had something to say, didn't you? So the part of the, or one of the last parts of the email, and in my opinion, one of the most glorious parts of the email that Drew from up north was so kind to send us, was how he ended his email. Is, are are we going to give Drew from up north the honor of ending the podcast? We are going to give him that, as Drew was genuinely outright brilliant enough the sheer, like, mental capacity this individual must have in real life. This guy must be one of the smartest people walking this earth to finish this email this way. He used a very specific quote, which I actually, I think I'm going to bounce this one back to you and say, would you like to 
quote Drew from up north right now? I can quote Drew from up north. And actually, this was one of the, for me, this is one of the most touching parts. Like, holy crap, you've actually listened to all of the podcasts at least once. <laughs> because you know that we end it with Cue the Metal. <laughs> <laughs>